Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Yo, yo, thanks for tuning in. It's showtime. My name is Tony Gapastone. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm an actor, writer, director living in the Bay Area. And this is the Brave Maker Podcast, episode 222. And we are going to be doing a Sundance 2024 recap with some special friends. But real quick, uh, I'm wearing a black hat and a black shirt with yellow glasses in my very colorful Brave Maker studio. And we are an organization that exists to educate, entertain, and create community experiences for justice diversity and inclusion and i have made some really amazing friends over the course of this work a couple of them i got to hang out in a condo with and i met another person from a condo party that we didn't really get a chance to talk but it's going to be here today that is moving and shaking and creating content in this entertainment industry that we love so let me bring in first two of uh, my condo mates actually my roommate for the week at sundance 2024 tristan j Schuler. what's up tristan yo 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 i'm tristan j Schuler. i am a writer director actor i am uh tony's roommate from over at sundance this past year um and also the director of brand management and partnerships over at roadmap writers an online screenwriting training company where we work to elevate emerging writers and connect you with literary management and development execs to launch your careers. Um, I'm so happy to be here, Tony. Thank you. Oh, I'm wearing. Um, I am wearing a burgundy red floral robe, silk robe, a gold um, chain that makes me feel fly, and I'm a beautiful person. (laughs) <laughs> beautiful person that said i only snored one night during the Tony only snored once <laughs> <laughs> speaking of beautiful people let's bring in my uh work wife the amazing talented producer and actress priscilla lamb what's up priscilla hey hey, hey everybody i am priscilla lamb i am the work wife to tony i call him work husband all the time um, he's one of the hardest working men i know um, so a little bit about me. I am in a red hoodie that says, but God, I have black curly hair. I am, um, light brown. I have a white and black background behind me and I'm super excited to be here. I go by she, hers, and I'm ready to get into our Sundance recap. Okay. We got to do this. We got to do this. We're going to crack down all different sorts of things, but we have somebody else joining us today. So this is the beauty of Sundance. We had a party at our condo with Roadmap and Brave Maker. Tristan, how many people came through? You, you estimate it. My estimate is, you know, pushing, pushing like 350, 400 people. Get out of here. Because at one, at any, at any time, there was 60, 70 people in the space. There was definitely about 60 or 70 at any time. There was only two times I felt like this is out of control, too, too tight. I felt a little bit like, oh my gosh, it's claustrophobic. But then you looked across the room like, just move out of the kitchen. Yeah. Right? That's where the food and drink was. Hey. Yeah. But one of the people who came to our party who was on the list, I just send out like, hey, good to meet y'all, who responded to that email is actor, producer, all things Kabir Chopra. Kabir, welcome. Introduce yourself. Turn your, your microphone on and it's all you. <laughs> I got to unmute myself. Hi, everybody. Good to be here. Thank you so much. My name is Kabir. My pronouns are he and him. I am a Indian writer and actor here in LA. I am wearing a brown sweater in my living room with my brown sofa 
and my brown little table and yeah it's a nice little brown ensemble of things going on here come on brown we love brown yes kabir your background looks so good it almost looks fake like it looks like a virtual background <laughs> honestly it looks really good like you got the cleaners came before you got on this the show <laughs> that's an airbnb you booked an airbnb <laughs> I might have booked an Airbnb just for this podcast. I have half an hour left. All right, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let's start off just like what was Sundance for you? Uh, I know Tristan and Priscilla, this is your first time going. Kabir, was this your first time or you've been there many times? Uh, this is actually my third time going. Third time. All right, let's start I with feel the- like it was the best one yet. Ooh, okay, cool. Let's start with our newbies and then we'll go to you, Kabir. What? stands out to you too what was the the vibe for you what did you take home what were you riding high with and we'll also get to the things that could have been different and that weren't so great either so don't worry okay Tristan, you want to go first want me to go first you go for it well, ladies first baby okay um so this is my first time uh if you follow me on instagram at ms priscilla lamb ms priscilla lamb um i explained that i cried my first day there because i was having so many insecurities but the biggest thing that stood out for the trip, which helped stand out, was the fact that unless you're an A-lister actor or director, you literally are trying to get in yourself. Like, you're literally trying to network. You're trying to figure it out. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things is that, like, to be amongst people who are established and who have resumes to still be like, oh yeah, I'm trying to get in myself. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to network. I'm still trying to move up. And so I didn't feel like a fish out of water. And I felt like that was really nice just to know that like, I'm not the only actor or film producer that's still out here hustling and still out here trying to figure out how do we get to that next level? Mm-hmm. What that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was also my first time. Also, Tony, you're so great with this streaming. Like, can I just just you're just amazing like i'm just watching you as a director here it's really wonderful work um no i got to stay at our roadmap rave maker um little space and where we threw a party on saturday and for sundance it was my first time able to come and uh i'm so grateful that i was able to be there on behalf of roadmap writers and with collaboration with rave maker and some beautiful creatives that we were all partying and staying with and networking with but i think what it was for me was it was all about community um so much of my so much of entertainment i come from the theater space uh and moving into tv and film um it's just a continuous reminder that it takes a village um Mm -hmm. that we are not alone in this which is kind of what priscilla said we're not the only ones doing the hustle right and we're doing the hustle um together we're doing the hustle to make films and make an impact and tell stories together and it does take so many people um and I think right, there's us partying. Um, but for for me, it was all about community. So being able to just organically and authentically enjoy um, the different connections, the different little celebrities here and there, the different um, crew members and creatives who worked on all the films that I was seeing. It was Sunday. Any any film festival is about this. You know, it's not Sundance. Brave Makers like this as well. It's about building your network, and that's what networking is, right? Networking isn't about sh- schmoozing and being like, oh, let's, let's make a Hollywood movie. Um, networking is about building a community that you trust, of uh, building a community that you think um, alike creatively and 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 ethically. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, how do I be in this space that is legit? How do I be in this space that is a little bit 
taunting because of how um, legitimate and how high roller this might be and move through it organically and authentically and build fun, beautiful, actual meaningful connections, which is not easy. Mm, yeah, not easy. Yeah, the, mean, the meaningful part, like it does take intentionality, right? And so Kabir, you've been a few times. This is my 12th, I always forget 12 or 13. I think it's my 12th official time. And I was telling Priscilla on night one, like, we'll get there too. Like imposter syndrome and insecurities can definitely rise up. But I think I've learned along the way is if I keep them at a kind of an appropriate, realistic level, I know I always have a crash and I'm always comparing myself and I'm like, that person's 24 years old and they have a film in Sundance. Now they're an Oscar nominated, you know, all those things. But if you kind of like, just keep it grounded, like at our condo party, it was like, we throw our own party and we were just talking to people and meeting people. And there was, it didn't feel like tacky. It didn't feel you know, schmoozy or weird, but like just real human beings. And I made, we made some really great connections and I love that. So Kabir, you were at that party. That's how we connected. Mm -hmm. This is your third time. You said this is the best ever. Why? Why would you say that? It's because we had a party. That's why it was the best ever. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I probably went to like 20 parties that weekend. Roadmap, Brave Maker had the best condo party. And <laughs> I love a good house party. And it's so hard, especially it's so rare to, so like so many of these things events like they're great events in beautiful venues with giant bars and dance floors and food and restaurants but there's nothing like a good house party it's so true and fun so i mean i think <clears throat> what was diff different for me this time the first time i went was in 2017 and i had no idea what i was getting into i kind of just wanted to show up just to show up it was very easy for me to feel lost in the crowd mm -hmm. I still had a good time. I still made some good connections, but I was kind of just swinging it. And then the second time was a bit better. I knew what I was getting into and I had more friends that I knew there. And that was in 2020. And I still had a good time, but I got home. And I was super sick afterwards. And I think we I all know why. Um, <laughs> in 2020, you in got COVID? Yes. Did you? Oh, um, yeah. And so this time around, I... I was familiar with Sundance and I was very intentional with what I wanted to do. I'm working on my first feature right now and it's something I want to act in as well as be a writer on It's a romantic comedy. And so I'm going with a little bit of an agenda of I want to meet people that I can collaborate with, but also leave enough flexibility where if I meet a really cool person and we're vibing it out, I want to follow that through so you you kind of came hoping you would make some connections. Like, what specifically were you looking for? A producer? Were you looking for more collaborators? What specifically? When you would meet people, would you say, "Hey, I got this feature, and this is what I'm looking for"? Yeah, in a way, yeah. I I was looking for a producer and people who I could add to my team, mm -hmm. and I think that helped me in a way where I was intentional about what events I wanted to go to, but also just I wanted to leave some openness where. I say, okay, maybe you're not the right fit for this project, but I really like your work and your your pitch sounds amazing. I want to learn more. Let's be friends and let's follow up. And what I realized is that the key to all the Sundance networking is the follow-ups afterwards because that's when the magic is going to happen. It's when you go home. Yeah, the magic follow-up. Yeah. Can anybody else speak to that? Like, What was the follow-up like afterward? Did you feel like you made some good connections that you're happy about? I, mean, I think was the follow-up's like? still happening. Like, yeah. only, you know, I was only, what is it? Is it Friday? 
When do we get yes, back? Monday? Friday, yeah. Um, to be completely frank, I've been catching up on work since I got home. But even then, like, I've had some meetings next week that um, just to touch base in a less crowded environment with some of the people that I was meeting last week. Um, so it's been a lot of just like, like, when are you free? When are you free? When can we grab coffee? When can we do this? So the follow-ups are still happening. Um, that wasn't the answer to your question, but... No, yeah, it's still I happening. Yeah, I'll jump in. I, I agree. Follow-ups are still happening. I'm still trying to schedule out some Zooms. But I think one that was very special to me that kind of feel like almost a full circle moment is um, Tony and I went to a, a, a lounge and we saw the American TV director, Ken Whittingham. And I was telling Tony that when I met him, blubber was just coming out my mouth. And all I could say was like, thank you for being here. Like I threw the event, not even throw the event. So I just felt so like, Oh my gosh. And then Tony came in and he, he networked perfectly as he does because he's a great networker. And I was telling Tony like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't even sound proper or I didn't even make sense when I talked to him. And then I ended up sitting with him at the last Luther Vandross documentary movie. We exchanged numbers. Now, if you don't know who Ken Winningham is, go look him up. And then you'll be able to really understand the gravity of like, oh my gosh. Um, and then what happened when I got back home, I followed up with a different friend who did not go to Sundance and she's in the um, entertainment industry as a screenwriter, um, wrote for some of my favorite TV shows. And she was like, hey, I just wanna let you know that Ken let me know that he met you at Sundance. Uh-uh. Yeah, and so it's like, Perfect. okay, God, like, you know, the, the moments that we feel the stupidest, the moments we feel like, oh my gosh, did I bomb that? Sometimes happen to have like the most beautiful turnout in ways we didn't expect. And so that's like one of the connections that I just want to be like, oh, you know, okay, God, work it out. <laughs> Priscilla, you, you, you said something and I forget when, I think it was at another break. Oh, it was at our January event. You said something to me about you just never know. I mean, we use this phrase, you just never know who's a somebody, which sounds yeah. kind of weird. But sometimes we look at the persons with the amazing fashion and coat and hair and hats. And we go, oh, there's somebody. But then you see somebody in like a Target jacket with a beanie. And you're like, they're nobody, right? But I, I have tried to just go introduce myself to anybody and everybody. Like whoever you are, I want to know who you are. I want to know your story. And that has like paid off for me where I just was walking down Main Street. I was walking up Main Street, and I just turned to the guy. We were shoulder to shoulder. It was so packed. And I just turned to the guy, and I said, hey, what's up? What, what do you do? You're here for a reason. He said, oh, I'm a writer and producer, blah, blah, blah. Me and my partner are working on some stuff. I was like, oh, who's your partner? I just said, who's your partner? And then he drops a name, and I knew that name. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love that person's work. I saw that person's film here last year. I know the other blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, yeah, he's right behind you. And then I just turned around. I was like, what? I never would have thought the person look, who looked very normal to me. Uh, and then I went and looked him up later, and that person was like a president of a production company. It was just mind-blowing because he didn't look like a president of a production company and or the partner of this person that was behind me who's a name that I'm not going to drop that I hope I can connect with. You know, that kind what, of does, what does the president of a company look like? Right, exactly, know? exactly. We're, 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 we're humans just like you. We're, we wear blue jeans. But, it, but the idea of like, the idea of like, and that, that was such a beautiful moment that I got to witness myself. It's like the idea of like the most flashiest things, like everything that glitter isn't necessarily gold. And like sometimes it's the simple moments, the simple connections that like really turn out to be some of the most beautiful. Yeah. And, I, and I can't wait. And 
Kabir, please tell us about you. Like, did you see anybody that you unexpectedly didn't think would be so beautiful from your connections that you made at Sundance? Yeah, I mean, I met, it, honestly, it started at the airport, really. Ooh. I was, yeah. On my, I was boarding my flight from LA to Salt Lake City. And then this lovely actress sat next to me. We just started chatting. And then she just met like five people just uh, at the gate. And then we exchanged info. I'm like, cool. And then found out she was on my flight going home. And then I saw her on my flight going home. So I'm like, wow, it starts as soon as that. And then, you know, just bopping around Main Street, just chatting with people at, you know, Atticus, the cafe. My favorite. Yeah. Great, great spot. Great coffee. Great little burritos. And then, um, honestly, just waiting in line, just <laughs> getting drinks with people. Like I, I was at a panel, and I got, like, this canned whiskey Coke thing. And then this other girl was also getting the same whiskey Coke. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that, too. It's good. Yeah. Became friends. And that, that's, just, that's what I love about Sundance is that everyone there is so approachable and so easy to talk to. Yeah. That it feels much easier to make friends there than say if you're back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause everyone's there with a, a, a like-mindedness. Everyone's there knowing what we're there for. We're there to have to be in a community of filmmakers and artists. So why the hell not talk to the person you're waiting in line with? I get that. I met some wild folks in line. It was a line kind of town. <laughs> um, tell us, tell us one that stands out. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I can't. Um, some folks who were ready to, who down to party is my point. People who were really enjoy, enjoying themselves themselves is what I meant by that. Um, that really were responsible for me having, not responsible, but were an aspect of why it was such a fun time and not just a business time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm such a fan of let's just have a good time and let the good, to- let the good times roll. Mm-hmm. Let the good times bring about networking versus going into something um with an you know intentions aside because we always need intentions but going into something with um ulterior motives i don't i don't like to go into things with ulterior motives i like to go in things being like well, find the fun and who is meant for me will be where the fun's at yes. yeah yes and i want to encourage anybody like if you don't have enough money to pay for lodging and get a sundance package just go to sundance don't buy any sundance tickets and just walk them up and down main street You'll get tickets. That's what I did. Yeah. Just reading tickets. That's one big thing I learned this year. I was like, oh, I kind of wish I didn't get the pack ahead of time. Um, and I just I just got tickets day of or did wait list more. Cause yeah, you don't need to have the pass to enjoy Sundance for what it is. Not at all. You walk up and down Main Street, you will get something out of the experience. I promise mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. What do you, so you, what you learned, what do you wish was different? Maybe even what was a little bit challenging? Cause Sundance can really, I think, oh, let me back up. I was at a party. I was at the, the, the Bay Area party and someone was like texting next to me and he said, Hey, I'm, I'm inviting my friend over here. What would you say is the vibe of this party? Is it like, is it worth it? Da, da, da. And I said, and I looked around, I was like, I think the parties are what you make of it. You know, yeah. some parties are going to be hard to get into, some parties are going to be like, people just like name dropping get get out of those conversations fast but if you come to a party like make it what you want it to be right so that was something i took on because i can easily get discouraged and i can easily get frustrated i definitely left a line after waiting 20 to 30 minutes i was like i'm not i'm not gonna wait out here for an hour Uh, this is not what i want for my time so i i had to kind of get used to 
dropping spontaneously things I hoped to do. There was times when I didn't go to a movie because I got offered to go to another thing that I thought would be more fruitful. I'm like, well, I can probably see that movie another time. I should go to this party to make connections instead. And that kind of worked out, you know, in my favor kind of thing. But what about you all? What did you wish was different or challenging? We have Olga who was uh, at the condo with us said, so true. Single tickets are sold out, but some are released the day of waitlist opens two hours before each screening. Plus there are so many events and talks to attend. Thanks Olga. Yeah. Or like, what, like honestly, Priscilla pitched this idea to me beforehand and I told her no and I regret it. But she was like, how about we go have these on one of these passes? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have done that. Like go like get the if you want to do the pass. If, it depends on how many days you're going to you're not going to see more than two, maybe three films a day if you're doing the networking thing. Right. So if you're there for five days. Um, you're not going to see 15 films. It's just going to be impossible. You're waiting in line for 30 minutes to an hour. You're you're hanging out after the film for the Q&A to talk with the creators, talk with other people you were sitting with, to reconnect with people you were in line with, and be like, yo, what'd you think of that? Um, so, yeah, that, I wish I would have said yes to that idea, Priscilla. I'm sorry that I... I didn't say yes to that. We got an opportunity next year. Don't even worry about it. Absolutely. Um, I think that for me, like, I, like one of the biggest things that I experienced on this trip was like challenging my insecurities and imposter syndrome. And I think like a lot of experiences here, like taught me so many lessons. Like the first lesson was like going into Sundance, I wish that I had a movie there, a film that I produced there, or so- I was on the screen there and I didn't feel like ah oh, should I even be going I, I'm not in the film festival it's not it's not gonna be the same and then come to find out there were many actors who were having multiple lines with big name stars in movies that didn't even have lodging or a ticket to the movie premiere and so moments like that like really just settled in me I think like God was just really just trying to teach me like stop trying to wish to be in other people's shoes Mm-hmm. Water your own grass. You're there how you got there and make the best of how you got there and make mm-hmm. the best of the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that was one lesson. And also the other lesson is that um, I'm exactly where I need to be with who I need to be at the time I need to be. So there, one thing that does suck is that you have to wait in lines to get into a lot of stuff or you need to find the invitation and to get on the mm-hmm. guest list. And there are times when there's like popping parties, um, parties that you think that if you get into that room, major connections will happen for your specific goal, your intention. And when you don't end up getting into those rooms, being okay and being at peace, like, okay, this is not, this moment wasn't meant for me. And I remember that specifically because I was trying to go to that movie premiere after party, waited 40 minutes in 29 degree weather outside at that midnight didn't get in and I was hoping to meet their filmmakers and then the next night at another party that we just stumbled in I actually met someone um that was from the Bay Area that was actually a part of the casting crew and it was like I was I was I I could have spent my energy spending bad for not getting into that party thinking that that was the moment for me to network but all all in all like God had it for me to meet them at another time that I could really talk and get to know them and the people that I needed to know so, yeah, I just think there are so many lessons of just, like, your journey is your journey. Water your own grass. Make the best out of your grass. And even when things went wrong or didn't work at work out at Sundance, 
like when you go to the next event, you're like, oh, this is still great. We're still having a good time. <laughs> Priscilla, you had a lot. I told you this a couple of times. You had such a different experience than me. I've been going for so many years and I'm like, I'm like super cheap and frugal and I'm like making food at the condo and I'm like trying to buy, get all the free food. And, you know, I saw you eating out and seeing all these amazing things I've never seen in Park City. You and your cousins like, what? Where is she finding these things? It just goes to show you make it what you want and yeah. everybody has a different way. It's like the industry. There's no right way to get in the industry or to do the festival. And so I love that. Kabir, what about you? What is something that didn't go right or you wish was different or that something you learned you'll do different next time? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, uh, two things and, and kind of similar to what Priscilla was saying. And I definitely felt that imposter syndrome at times. And it's very easy to feel small at a festival like Sundance mm-hmm. where you have A-list actors, directors, writers, and you know, all of Hollywood is coming into this little ski town for a weekend mm-hmm. and you are literally rubbing elbows with the right people. And it's very easy to feel small and, and insignificant. And so just, I wish I took more time to just remind myself and maybe even just go back and check out my own work, which you know, I don't think we always do as writers and just remind ourselves how awesome we are and the value that we bring to the table as creators. And just know that you are an equal. You're in the same room and you're getting closer. The fact that you're here at Sundance is already putting you ahead than anyone else. So I wish I took more time to remind myself of that. And then also just like self-care, physical self-care. Park City is a very cold, mountainous, <laughs> hilly town. Uh, people get altitude sickness. My first day, I went all the way up Main Street. I got winded. Like, mm. And I, I, I checked my phone. I walked 20,000 steps mm. my first day. So I should have got a Fitbit. I should be on that level. Yeah. And I didn't realize, like, because I was literally going from party to panel, party to panel, the party to panel, grabbing whatever free food, free coffee, free drinks I can get. And then I didn't realize it's like my back was killing me and I was just frazzled. I was just like, I I didn't, I, I needed to take a timeout. I needed to just quietly just sit down. 30 minutes recharge my physical battery and my phone battery, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just, just take care of yourself, pace yourself. Like it is a physically grueling festival. So take care. I want to kind of piggyback on that in regards to yes, like the amount of FOMO I always experience. Like one day I was out for 13 hours. I had to buy deodorant at 7-Eleven because I did not go back to the condo. And our condo was like 10 minutes from Main Street. Like we were, we were so close to Main Street, but I found myself just like, there were so many things. And I have to, I had to make myself like sit down at a cafe and just take, you know, some moments for me. Cause you're just thinking I have to be there. I have to do that. I have to be over there. And, you know, for someone like me, I'm an, ex- an extrovert. It's like, it's super easy to get absorbed into all that and kind of lose that self-care element. So thank you for bringing that. Just like simple things. Like I make myself bring emergency and all those kind of like little things you can drop yeah. in your water bottle. Cause if you don't drink water and the altitude, people like pass out, you know, it really is. It's like going on a hike, 20,000 steps. That's Main Street is an incline, right? So that's a big deal. And the altitude. I mean, the whole altitude. weekend, I felt like I was doing that. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Same. I, like, I haven't had asthma in years, but here we are, Utah, giving me asthma again. You get it's a workout. It's, a workout. it's almost like you should be training like a couple months before you go to Sundance. You should be <laughs> training, girl. Uh, I want to bring up. So I sent this to our condo mates. I don't know if you saw this, Kavir, but there was an article that was written on uh, the group called Dear Producer by Megan Gilbride and Rebecca Green. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they did a really kind of big expose, which was very enlightening and kind of exposing about the Sundance experience. If you're watching us live or on the replay here, episode uh, 222, uh, I'll make sure I'll put it on the show notes for the audio version. But they talked about some of the broken parts of Sundance. And I think this is a good discussion to have because we look at Sundance, we elevate it, uh, elevate uh, to this place. It's 40 years. It launches careers. Uh, people go to the Academy Awards, you know, from Sundance. Look at past lives from last year, 2022. But there's also like they don't give their filmmakers much time once they get selected to when they have to be screened. The ability to like turn things around. It is very expensive. Like you have to spend three to four to five thousand dollars to come to Park City. It's it's a privileged space. Even filmmakers, feature filmmakers who are selected, it's like you get what was it, Priscilla? Do you remember five hundred dollars or something like that? It's yeah, it was like seven hundred dollars, something like that. Like something that is not covering a two night stay in, in Park City. Plus all of your food and all of your travel. It, so we elevate it to a place that seems like it's amazing, but it's also, it's very taxing on the artist too, in so many ways. And so this article that their dear producer put out was just kind of challenging that, you know, is it fully accessible truly to all people as audiences and as artists? Uh, if you are a wheelchair user, Park City could not be so easy with the snow and the slush and the shuttles. And I, I read that and I was really humbled because we do our our film festival here, you know, in Redwood City, California, Brave Maker. And I'm like, I always was feeling bad that we were not able to give as much money to filmmakers, you know, to make the trek. But if Sundance isn't doing that, I'm like, wow, it really shows the system and sort of how much money we put out there. <laughs> like we go into the hole, you know, sometimes to make a film and then to screen a film. I don't know. I just would love your thoughts when you yeah. think about how Sundance is broken or maybe how we elevated to a place that it shouldn't, that could be kind of problematic thoughts from any of you. Well, no, I cannot wait to read that article. So thank you for sharing it. Um, but no, I can't agree more either. I think it's not super accessible by any means, but not physically, not for a, not for, um, very able-bodied you know the snow is a lot even for people who are able-bodied um i love that there's a little bit of a stipend given but yeah i don't know man i mean from my my relation to that is just as far as when it comes to just mental and emotional strain that it takes on people who don't have films in the in don't have like i don't have a film in there but um it's a lot of emotional and and as artists we're empaths right Mm -hmm. we take on so much energy um and I don't know if there's many spaces that are just there to chill, but I guess that's not the point. Like it has to be, it's very high stakes the whole time. Like I were many times I went home and took a nap. I'm not going to lie. Um, I took a nap because I need to refuel. I need to be like, okay, my empath is over, overflowing right now. I need to take a second for me. Like you just said, you had a 13 hour day where you didn't even go home once. You didn't have deodorant. Um, is it, is it really conducive to, showing our best light when we're running on low and i think that's also just like a i mean call me paris hilton but that's like we're trying to find that work-life balance um and at film festivals does that exist i don't know mm-hmm. I really I, oh go ahead Tristan. sorry no that was it yeah yeah no i i definitely um 
I definitely could not agree more. And I think that this is the beauty of like what Kabir said with, with taking care of yourself and how you're talking about like I needed to take naps. Like I definitely during the trip got uh, overwhelmed with the networking and just having to always like talk and like, you know, sometimes there's conversation where you meet somebody and you know it's like genuine. It's just like, oh, what are you up to? Like not really even talking about business, just being like, how's your day today? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then I just being like, there were times like, which I really appreciated with my cousin, we were able to get away from Main Street and go have dinners or go do things that weren't about the festival so that I didn't have to worry about like talking about who I am and things like mm-hmm. that. I was just able to exist and enjoy Park City. Um, and then after my break, go ahead and get back into the swing of things, go down Main Street and then spend the next five hours <laughs> being in someone's face and someone being in mine. But um, I think the article, I got a chance to read it. I think it's, I appreciate them for writing it. I think that a lot of times us as filmmakers or actors, we feel like we're missing out because we aren't somewhere or we're not doing something. And you get to see like articles like this, like slow down, like you're not missing out. You don't know what the other filmmakers or the actors are doing to even be in that space, what it's costing them. And um, I just appreciate them for writing the article because it like even as a film festival director and, and founder yourself, Tony, like all the guilt that you may have felt over the years of like, dang, I wish I could fly you guys out. You, your director, your producer, and maybe your two lead actors. And it's just like you putting this pressure on yourself because we perceive larger scale festivals to do that. Um, but we really actually don't know the behind the scenes. So, yeah. And Brave Maker, I mean, you do such a good job taking care of your artists. Like, it really was so impressive. I just went for the first time last year, and not to move this off of Sundance for a second, just to give you your flowers, because I believe in giving artists their flowers. Um, you take care of your artists and your guests and everything so, so, so well. So um, Thank you. If you have, you know, it's, it's a testament to saying, like, when... And, you know, at Roadmap, we believe we're humans first, we're filmmakers and writers second, we're humans first. And yes. Just saying, when you have people who are running the show who care about the humanity behind mm-hmm. people, um, which I believe you really do, Tony, it, it changes It changes things. Thank you. I appreciate that. Kabir, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think Sundance as a festival is almost like a visual representation of the industry itself, mm. where it's very flashy, it's very fun, it's very cool on the outside. But unless you are a celebrity or a filmmaker in the festival, a lot of it is kind of, it's guarded against outsiders. Mm. And there's so many lounges and parties and things on Main Street. But if you're just the average Joe, you can't really get in. You have to be on the list or you have to know someone. On the list. it, it, It becomes like this hustle of just... You know, oh, how I get to this party? How I get on this list? Oh, do you know someone? How do I sign up? Where's the form? All this stuff, and it's really exhausting. And yeah, I mean, it. I think it's worth the effort once you finally get in, <laughs> and you can finally meet people. But it's it, it is very tough for outsiders to get in and enjoy Sundance. But that's why I always suggest go with a group of friends. Go have crew at least two three four people and you can be each other's support system and right you can now. help each other out and that's how i've been doing it the last couple of years it does make a difference when you can come back to your condo your place and go oh share stories like we got each yeah. other's back and you know shouting out like what i loved too is oh, when somebody is able to 
call you out and say, oh, I want you to meet, you know, like meet Tristan, meet Priscilla, meet Kabir. Like when someone does that for you, uh, also shout out to my friend Farron, our friend Farron, filmmaker from Brave Maker yeah, Film Fest last year. She was on staff for, uh, at the festival. She was so generous with her time and her um, introductions when I was hanging out with her. I felt like she didn't have to do that, you know? She's also looking for funding and producers for her project. But every time I hung out with her, which was about three or four times, she introduced me to three or four people. It was a really beautiful thing. And that generosity, like, of generating connections and relationships was so, so cool. And so going back to what you said about it can easily feel like you're an outsider there. But if you have people that you're on the inside with that you go, no, I, I have my, my cushion, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a positive way, my entourage that I know I'm accepted and valued and loved and I can be myself. Like, that's the way to go. Because I, we met friends, our, uh, Priscilla and I knew some people who were in a film uh, at Sundance, which is so awesome. Freaky Tales, uh, Bay Area Film, DD oh, Bay Area nice. Film, lots of cool films. The but like Priscilla was saying, they came to Sundance not even having tickets or really kind of, and, and this is, it is what it is. I mean, they had like people like Jay Ellis and, and um, Pedro Pascal and Normani and other people in their film, but they were outside hucking, like, trying to get tickets, trying to get themselves in there. And I had a, I had a ticket to the film that they were in, but they didn't have it. They eventually got in, which is amazing, and they both had a pretty significant role in the film. But it just made me think, like, wow, you just never know. You're in a film premiering at Sundance, and you're not really even invited to come to the stage, to be in the question and response time. You're not invited to the red carpet. You're outside going, can I get in, please? I swear I'm in that film. <laughs> wild, wild. It's, it was mind blowing. And, and, and that's like, that's the, that's the conversation, right? Because at the end of the day, it is show business, right? So we got to see during the Sundance experience, also the gravity of business because some of the actors that were outside waiting had more lines than some of the actors in the movie that have more of a bigger resume. Like I know, I don't know his name, but I know two of the two of the actors that were on the stage from the panels and the Q and A's. They had less lines than the actors that didn't have tickets to the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand as a Sundance Film Festival and as the producers, like of course I'm going to show them. You saw them on your favorite TV show. You saw them on all this, like. Of course, they're going to draw more business than the no-name actor that had more lines than them. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of was like, dang, it sucks. But like, also reminds you, like, okay, it's business at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, and then to walk away from that and as a film producer to be able to say, like, okay, I know what it's like to be an unknown actor, because I am one right now. <laughs> I know and, you. And, and I know you now. That would have been a moment for the unknown actors to be able to go on the macro lodge stage and introduce themselves sitting across from the guy that plays in um, Avatar 2, sitting behind Jay Ellis. Like, for them and for their career, how special that would be. So as a film producer, I can go forward and create how I want people to be presented when I have films that are showing on platforms like that. And to, to be open to, like, maybe that might be best for a business Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a spot in my the way I run my business where I can look out for the artists and the actors that are a part, a part of my projects to to launch them and to take them to the next level. Um, I, those are the things that kind of set set on my heart as I witness those moments at Sundance. We talked about that a lot. We talked about that a lot last week. Yeah, I mean that was huge. Oh, look how cute you look eating that fondue. <laughs> 
She got so many cute videos like this. Dang. The concept of paying it forward, remembering where you come from, looking out for others. I think that is really important. If you're watching us live and you want to throw something in the comments, we'd love to read it out. What was something you took away? What was something that was important to you? What was something you would do different? Uh, we're wrapping up here. we got about 10 minutes left. But um, yeah, I, I think, again, goes back to what do you make it, right? You, we have the power, whether we feel like it or not, to make somebody's day, to look at somebody, to see them, to value, validate them, to get, you know, ask them questions. One of my favorite things is when people are just curious, I can immediately write off somebody if they're not, if they're like all about their agenda, if they, you know, sit down next to me or with me. And I'm going to say something, this might get me in trouble because I had a meeting today based off of a connection here. I think they just RSVP for our party and did not come. It was so wild y'all. I sent an email out to our list saying, hey, thanks for coming. You know, we're so glad you met. Here's some of my highlights. If I can connect with you and help make a connection, great. Kabir replied. Okay, cool. Another person replied, let's get together. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for a director, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, cool. I got on a Zoom. They had no idea who I was. They did not research. I'm like, so you came to the party. It's so cool. I didn't get a chance to meet you. Like, they're like, what party? Interesting. Oh, interesting. They're like dropping names. Do you know this person? Do you know that person? I was like, no, no, I don't. I'm with, I was with Roadmap. I was a Brave Maker. Oh, um, I'm, maybe I didn't come. I was like, oh, okay. And then they started rattling off all this stuff, not asking one question. I'm like, I don't even think they didn't even know my name. Like what? It was just mind boggling. <laughs> that is, that is a small percentage of my connections, but that does happen. And I'm like, I was like 15 minutes. I'm out. Bye. Thanks. 15. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. I spend more time in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's hard. That's very, very, very hard. Um, that's again, like, I'm like, that's why my, my, my general aesthetic is just go where the fun's at. Like if this, if this vibe isn't vibing and like, you don't even care, you are here for an ulterior motive. It's so clear to it, to another human being when you actually don't care about them. And the paying it forward energy, it's like, we're here to support each other as artists yeah. and as humans. Yeah. We're not here to use each other as artists and humans. We're here to support and work with, not work at or work for. Um, so keeping that mindset as we're continuing to build connections and build um, relationships with folks that could move the needle for you or you yeah. can for them, like, care. Oh, give a little bit of love. Have a little tenderness. Go where the fun <laughs> is at. Follow... Follow at Tristan J. Schuler on Instagram. Look at old guy. <laughs> that was me after watching the Mean Girls movie. I was very feeling myself. <laughs> Kabir, any other very thoughts about, about yourself with networking, you know, follow-up as you're kind of reflecting back on Sundance? By the way, you all should go and watch Kabir's uh, webisode <laughs> called uh, Swiped to Death. I watched a couple episodes. So cool. Congratulations on Thank getting you. that out into the world. Really cool to make a connection uh, with you in that way. We'll put it in the chat as well as in the show notes. If you're watching, listening to episode 222 uh, on the audio, make sure you follow Kabir uh, Chopra. Uh, but anything else you want to add about your experience, just kind of takeaways, things that, you know, I'd love also hearing like the things that didn't go well, the the, the, the icky parts of Sundance, <laughs> you know. 
You would. I thought you were the positive one in our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) How we learn. It's how we learn. I was the complainer. You were the you were the optimist. I I do. I am the optimist, but I do once in a while. Gotta 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 throw that out there. Slip it on the ice, right? Slip it on the ice. Oh, Uh, I slipped on the ice. I definitely fell on my ass. Yeah. I wish I would have gotten into the hot tub in freezing cold weather. I didn't get a chance to do that, and I'm very disappointed in myself for not making that happen. That's, next year, that's my next note. You have to go back. That's my note for Sundance: more hot tubs. Yeah, I, I would say just be kind to people. You know, help help each other out. I mean, I got ahead in my own personal career and journey because a lot of people who are more established had the time to take coffee with me answer my questions and while i don't think i'm that established yet a couple people have asked me to do the same yeah and i'm happy to and i love to so find little ways to give back have coffee with that young writer actor who's just starting out give them suggestions give them tips you know just pay for it sounds like again yeah that whole concept of paying it forward and when you get to that spot right too like when you're in uh, a, a position of power and of authority, you know, I mean, I, I also saw some of the negative sides. Like I saw people chasing Will Ferrell down the street. I saw people doing that to Kristen Stewart as well. I understand why people have to be guarded a little bit, you know, like they have to protect themselves because it does get a little wild, but you know, Jay Ellis from insecure, he did a little video for Priscilla, uh, Pauly Shore stopped, you know, and talked with me, uh, Brittany, Brittany O'Grady from, uh, it's what's inside who most of us will know from season one of the white Lotus. I just like super generous with their time. Like we're willing to do a little video for me. And I asked for permission too. It wasn't like I just put my, which I always think that's important too. Don't just think everybody owes you a picture, a selfie, a video, like just ask for permission. Is it okay if I take a picture with you? Is it okay if we do? I said, Hey, can I get two minutes of your time? I run a organization that cares about actors. Would you give us some advice? And she did it. It was really, really cool. But I think that's, a part of like what you're saying, Kabir, is just be kind, be freaking kind to people. And I will, I will say too that like I definitely fanned out. I definitely, I, I didn't do it as much for Jay Ellis because Tony already blessed me with a video from him. Um, but I definitely did it for Morris Chestnut. Morris mm-hmm. Chestnut was walking down the hall. I literally mobbed down the hallway. <laughs> so I will admit, like. You know, sometimes like you, you, it does happen. It does take over you. You know what I'm saying? But I embrace the moment because at the end of the day, you're more chestnut, and yeah. And I think <laughs> that's cool. Some of my most like beautiful interactions at Sundance, um, and and they happened both ways. I'm not a starstruck person. I don't. I don't. I never fan out, unfortunately, unless I'm looking in the mirror. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> Um, but I, you know, was when someone, it's a hard time. Festivals are overwhelming. And as an empath, it's like impossible not to check in with people and be like, oh my God, that person's suffering. That person's Mm. taking a breath over there. That person's, Mm. so some of my most beautiful interactions were going up to people who I could tell were overwhelmed. I mean, like, yo, you good? You need something? Or vice versa. When people notice that about me and, you know, Tony and Priscilla, you guys were great about that all week. Yo, you good? Like, what do you need? Um, you need a breath, you need to walk. And on that walk, on that breath, whatever, having a conversation about our humanity and then being like, 
this is the kind of stuff I write about, actually. We should mm -hmm. totally do a script swap. Or, oh, you're looking to direct a project that is exactly what I'm working on? Let's talk. Let's set a coffee. Um, but they all started with just checking in with, you good? That's great. You know, whether it was me checking with them because I saw that they were zoning out a little bit because it was overload networking or them checking in with me because I zone out a lot when it's overload networking. Um, but they would, that was some of the most beautiful interactions. And I think the key to that is just kindness. I, I, I will, yeah, I'll, I'll cherish that moment. Just thinking about that uh, with you and Priscilla interest. And I, I love that. Like we had like, we're human, you know, and it, it reminded me too. Like I know my, my tendencies to get inside my head and heart and be comparison. And it was like, I want people to do that for me too, you know? And so I love that. That was, I, I haven't always had the best experiences when you're shacking up with a lot of people you know, in a condo, but we had really, truly, yeah. it felt like every one of us had really good experiences and I can't wait to do it again. And it sounds like you had the same thing, Kabir. So find your crew, your tribe and yeah. travel with them and, and, and fest with them. And yeah, it's great. All right. Well, we're coming up on the hour here. Uh, final thoughts that you want people, I love uh, what's coming up for you. What do you want people to follow you? I know we got a couple of things like our mixer coming up on February 7th and the deadline stuff for the competitions, but final thoughts as we wrap up our, our pod here. Um, I didn't say this, but everyone should go see American Society for Magical Negroes. Yeah, let's talk movies. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah, we didn't even talk about movies yeah. we love. Keep going. I think if you, I, I'm so, it is getting so much buzz because it's so, um, there's a lot of controversial thoughts about it um, because it's a racial satire written by a biracial person who lives in the middle of worlds. And so I'm just going to shout that out really important as a biracial person who writes about contradictory identities. Um, go see American Society of Magical Negroes. Take a step outside of yourself to understand exactly what someone who lives in the middle of um, worlds feels and is trying to say um, and have a conversation. Uh, after I saw that film, six people came up to me afterwards as I was leaving, being like, yo, can I get your thoughts on this? Yo, can I get your thoughts on this? Including an interracial couple who has mixed children who um, wasn't filmmakers at all. One was a nurse and one um, was a teacher and they just wanted to see this film so that they can have conversations with their mixed kids. So like, for me, that's just important for me to say. Go see that film. It has theatrical distribution. I think it comes out next month. But I nice. love. Movies. All right, movies. What'd you love? Yeah, Kabir. What'd you love? Uh, I shamelessly have not seen any of the movies yet, just because <laughs> I didn't have a chance to. But <laughs> this weekend, I mean, some of them are online. I fully plan to watch Didi, and I'm very excited to watch Girls Will Be Girls because I've heard right nothing on. but amazing. Which things. Girls Will Be Girls and Didi both won awards. Congratulations yes, to Sean Wang. Congrats. Which is he is a Bay Area filmmaker. I'm watching that tonight with my kids. I'm very excited. Uh, I will shout out Out of My Mind, which is coming out on Disney Plus uh, in the fall. And I met the filmmaker Amber and her some of her cast and crew. And I just I fanned out uh, on that movie too. It was about a 13 year old with cerebral palsy. So well done. We laughed. We cried. People were sobbing. People were laughing so hard and loud. Uh, and if you're listening, participants, I'm trying to get you to come to the film festival in Redwood City called Brave Maker in July. Uh, I loved that movie so much out of my mind. I also loved uh, Greg Jardin's movie, It's What's Inside. That was the big sale. I saw $17 million sold to Netflix. It was uh, it's a it's a mystery thriller. Kind of it was in the midnight section. I would not call it a horror whatsoever, but I loved it. James Morosini, Brittany O'Grady. It was such a surprise film. I really, really liked that a lot. 
And I also liked Girls' State, which is an Apple documentary, so that you can check that out. They have another film called Boys' State, which is about a bunch of high school students that go and do like a faux political experience. Like, what does it look like to be a president or a governor or on the Supreme Court? It made me, it opened my mind, made me laugh, and also made me sad for our country's justice system and equality amongst uh, genders. Uh, really, really great films. What about you, Priscilla? Yes, so I, I love Dee Dee. Um, I felt like Beauty was a beautiful movie and I just love that it's from the Bay and the filmmaker is 28 years old. Um, I love that they had the grandma was his real grandma. Um, and so I, just so many things I just personally love about Didi. But the other movie that stole my heart was Rob Peace. Mm. Rob Peace is a powerful story. They based it off of a book, The Real Mother... Um, was present at the premiere mm. and the, the, the movie is just powerful it's just I other than that like it's, it's based on a young black man who was outrageously genius microbiologist graduated top at Yale but he had a foot out and a foot into the you know to the streets and just um walking through his life and showing beautifully how as humans, we can want to do good and do good and still have moments that are flawed. And how do we tell the story of that person in a beautiful way where we don't criminalize them? Because we can understand their motives and why they made the decisions that they made. It was beautiful. Like, if y'all got a chance to rock, watch Raw Peace, please check out that movie. Nice. We got people in the comments, our friends and our condo mates, Kelly White, producer, saying, saying Ghost Light and Suncoast. Katie Austin, also a uh, actor and, and writer, says Your Monster was the fave for me. Awesome. Love to hear that. Uh, yeah, there's so many ones you can watch online for the next few days. You can go to Sundance.org. They're not paying us to promote, so this is unpaid promotion. Uh, but go and check them out. You can also go to bravemaker.com and check out uh, this film festival happening in Redwood City. I heard it's pretty cool. Um, this <laughs> July, um, we're throwing a mixer next Wednesday, the Wednesday after next Wednesday, and two Wednesdays up in Redwood City. Um, if you're an industry folk, if you're an actor, a writer, a producer, uh, an exec, uh, what am I missing, director, a crew member, doing whatever, come through in Redwood City February 7th on our Instagram, BraveMakerOrg, or BraveMaker Film Fest, or Roadmap Writers. Um, there's yeah, RSVP links galore on there. We would love to see you. We would love to buy you a drink. We would love to hang out and just continue building this community um, that supports... Um, we also, Tony is uh, outstanding. He's going to be one of our judges over at Roadmap Writers for our shorts competition. So if you have a short that's either a script or um, you have, okay, come on, phone call. Um, submit your short over to this. To, I'll, I'll put the link in here. It's not working because technology is crazy. Um, but uh, submit your short. Tony's amazing. He's one of our brilliant judges. Um, we want to watch your films. We want to elevate your films and push them forward and get eyes on them, right? Nothing happens if people don't read you. Nothing happens if people don't watch you. So put, get, get yourself out there and do that through places like Brave Maker, places like Roadmap Writers. Okay, now we're done with plugs. Yeah, well, Kabir, you want to plug yourself? Where can people find you on the gram and all the places? <laughs> uh, so if you like terrible dad jokes, follow me on Instagram. Kabir is here. Or TikTok, Kabir's still here because some guys stole <laughs> 
Kabir is here on Insta and Kabir is still here on TikTok. I love it. Priscilla, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at 11th Hour Creative or MS Priscilla Lamb. Miss Priscilla Lamb, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. And Tristan J. Schuler, I just can shout that out because I know it. So glad we are all connected. Y'all, this has been so fun. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening and watching. Uh, Brave Maker Org is where you can find us. We are a nonprofit, just like Sundance, by the way. Sundance is a freaking nonprofit, right? That just is my, <laughs> a million dollar nonprofit. I'm over here working three jobs trying to make life. It's life. It's, that's how it works. <laughs> Slowly but surely, we will get to the place where we can. And my heart is trying to figure out how we do this whole thing. But if you want to help us do the film festival, be at the festival, submit your film at bravemaker.com slash film festival. You can volunteer July 11th through the 14th. And like Tristan said, we're, we're doing February 7th. Every single month now, we have a film screening or a mixer. So make sure you follow along. We want to help you move your career forward. We really do. And we don't want to in any way do it out of fear or competition we believe that collectively we can make great stuff thank you so much for your time you three on this pod has so much love kabir great to meet you and we'll keep doing this again good to meet you too thank you for yeah, having me yeah for sure for sure go to breakmaker.com for more follow these people and we'll be in touch everybody all right that's it brave stories change the world and you are the story bye everybody Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at BraveMaker.org. Like, subscribe, and share. To become a monthly donor, text the word BraveMaker to 44321 or go to BraveMaker.com slash donate. Thanks for tuning in.